welcome to the second episode. We are finally on our second episode of AmeriCrown Dreams. I'm Caitlin. I'm Jenna. And uh, welcome to our podcast, which is about, if you didn't listen to our first episode, which you should, if you haven't already, or if you have, thank you, um, about uh, British royal family news. Yeah. So we are excited to be back in Caitlin's basement, um, the nerd basement, which we'll maybe describe in detail another time. But just for now, there's been a lot happening with the royal family this past week. And so let's start off talking about some of the things that have happened. And we don't have a segment title yet for this, but we'll get there one day. So my... I think we're going to start talking about with the uh, the queen herself. Um, today we're recording, it's June 2nd, and it is the 64th anniversary of the day she was, co- uh, her coronation, which is a long time ago. Right. And I was just, you know, scrolling through Instagram at work and all of a sudden saw a bunch of, you know, commemorative photos and videos of the coronation and... It was really, it's always crazy to see her as this 25-year-old when, I mean, for my lifetime, she's always been this kind of grandmother figure. But, I mean, she was so young when she was crowned. And so congratulations to her on making it this far and for doing a pretty decent job of it on the whole, I'd say. I think so, yeah. Um, no, I, yeah, I was looking at pictures too and I was like, I've seen them before and uh, whatnot, but yeah, it's just kind of crazy to think that there hasn't been a coronation in that long. God willing. That's, yeah. And that's, that's the other thing (laughs) is, I mean, it was such a revolution for them to televise it. Mm -hmm. And like the fact that we even can watch videos of it or see pictures of, of the coronation itself. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess I think King George the sixth, he had newsreel film. I think filmed. so. I don't know. If the King's speech is correct, <laughs> that was what it was. But um, the fact that it was broadcast live on television, but if you look at it, I mean, it's in black and white. It's right. and That was such it a technological was, breakthrough right. at the time. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, continuing with some more news about um, Her Majesty, uh, she also um, reportedly has watched The Crown. Ooh. Um, she watched it with, I think... Uh, with Sophie and Edward, and she apparently liked it, and um, and Sophie and Edward are Edward's her son. Um, he's the he's Duke the, of Wessex. Yes, yes. Um, he's the is Earl. He the, no, he's an Earl of Wessex. That's what he is. Right. Is he the young? Which ones? He's, or yeah, he's, he's the youngest. Yeah, he's the youngest. Yep. Um, but yeah, he reportedly she liked it, and um, that's I'm you know. I mean, I think we can get into the crown again, especially since we'll have a second season that we can freshly review in probably like six months from now. Um, right. you've, but, you've watched it though? Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm, I, I watched it, I think the week it came out mm-hmm. or very close to when it came out. And so it's been a few months, but I, I could see why she would like it. Mm-hmm. I think that it portrayed her father just perfectly yeah um based and like her relationship with her father Mm -hmm. and i think also she's probably like yeah now the world can see what a jerk philip was to me back in the day but he's a hunk yeah but he's a hunk he is a (laughs) hunk or whatever uh so yeah but i don't know i mean there are some things that kind of makes you wonder about the queen's like 
media consumption habits. Like, what other TV shows she watches. Right. Like, have you ever seen the show called The Midwife? Mm Mm-hmm. I love that show so much. And every time I watch it, I'm like, the queen loves this show because it's set in, like, the 1950s and 1960s. Mm -hmm. It's about, like, female empowerment and, I mean, young girls being so capable at their jobs. And it probably reminds her of when she was young and, like, all the music and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I love that show. But I have a feeling, like, it got picked up for three more seasons. Like, so it's going to have ten seasons or something like that. And I feel like that is the queen calling up the BBC and being like, (laughs) excuse me, I need to know what happens. You will continue this for the foreseeable future. Thank you. Goodbye. So did you, and I don't want to spoil the show for anyone, but did you continue to watch after someone left the show? I did. And I actually don't mind, I don't mind the show. I mean, they've actually allowed, it's pretty organic how they have different characters come in and out because it's uh if for those of you who've never watched the show it's about um a group of young women who are midwives in uh the east end of london and they are midwives it with uh, an order of nuns anglican nuns and they i mean it's all about them helping these women in a poor town or poor part of london um cope with pregnancy this is when when you're delivering your child you're doing it in your bedroom and it's a lot of stuff like that um and since it's kind of a workplace snapshot i think it's really natural for people to you know join the their little group and also to leave because that's what happens in real life is people get married and move away or they decide you know i want to be this kind of nurse now and so i really like it and they've introduced a lot of really fun characters. So, and also the vicar is super hot. All right, that's my. Yeah, so start watching Go. I'm sorry, I took life. us away from Royals, <laughs> but I, I maintain, you know, the queen, I'm sure. If Liz loves it, I mean, this was worth it. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure she loves it. And I think that the crown is similar for her. Like, I'm sure she was like, you know, I don't know. I don't, do you think she has Netflix? I would imagine so. I mean, that I think that's what, how she would have had to watch it. Some, I mean, well, some she, intern. Maybe she shares. Maybe it's an account she shares with Edward. Or what and if like, it's, they all have their own profiles? Oh my gosh! And so you go to the queens, <laughs> and it's like the call the midwife, the crown, yeah. and then it's like corgis yeah. and like majestic horses and all the yeah. other stuff, and then it's like all of the British crime procedure. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just wondering, though, I mean, Netflix, I guess, I bet she could get a DVD copy or, you know, oh, gift I, I set would, I would imagine her. they probably sent her one. Yeah. Just being like, we hope you enjoy it, even though, you know. We don't exactly have authorization for that. We don't have authorization. We we might have dramatized some parts of your life that you probably didn't want people to know about. Not that people don't already know, because I'm sure she knows that. There's, you know, parts where she's like, she's probably laughing because she's like, that's not how this played out. And it actually, they made me look better than it did or yeah, or it was worse or, you know. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, hopefully she'll like season two. I, I hope so. And it'll be interesting to see how the show progresses mm-hmm. since it's going to be large jumps in time after season two. Um, I think that's it for the queen related news moving on to the younger generation 
the youngest, well, the second youngest generation of the royal family. The millennial royals? Yes, the millennial, <laughs> the millennial royals. We uh, got an amazing uh, view of uh, Prince William's home life again. Uh, GQ magazine, uh, British GQ, I should clarify, um, conducted an interview with Prince William about the Heads Together campaign. And you can tell that, for those of you who don't know, the Heads Together campaign is the charity that um, William, Harry, and Kate have been doing a lot of work on behalf of, and it's um, supporting mental health. It's their mental health initiative. Mm -hmm. And as part of that, both William and Harry have come out recently being very candid about their own struggles with mental health, especially related to their mother's passing. And just, I, I think, also to the pressure of being a royal. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of the next step. And the best part of it for me is that there are amazing black and white photos of Prince George and Princess Charlotte just being little muffins and cute and laying in a meadow with their parents and like pulling on William's shirt and like, you know, cl he's clearly having a great time with his kids and Kate's there some of the time just popping in to look amazing and laughing and then leaving him alone with the kids. <laughs> Being like, okay, bye, I'm gonna go put bye. my feet up and some slippers. <laughs> you guys are gonna be busy for the next half hour? Great. <laughs> I'm going to go take a bath. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I I was really excited to see that. I think it came out on, the actual magazine came out on newsstands yesterday. And I don't know if you can get copies in the... We might be able to get it at Barnes & Noble, but they're always so late. Like, when Kate posed for Vogue, for British Vogue, oh, I, yeah. I tried to buy a copy online, but it was like $70. And Yikes. I was like... I really want this, but not that bad. And so I kept waiting at the Barnes & Noble for it to show up in the international section, but it didn't. So I yeah. guess I don't have a hard copy. I wonder so, if you can get, well, see, and it's not even worth getting a subscription. Like, mm -hmm. I know people get Tatler mm -hmm. here in the U.S., which I would totally yes. subscribe to Tatler <laughs> just because <laughs> it's cool every time. But I don't need every issue of British mm -hmm. GQ. Right. My, my husband would love it. So maybe I should subscribe <laughs> you just should, to you get, get it. You should get it for... Um, for a present? For, for Harry. For the present. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so Secret I think that's, our, that's all there is to say about that. Mm -hmm. um, um, so today, uh, Prince William visited Manchester. He went up there to um, pay his respects after the attack um, that happened there. So, yeah, he just kind of met with people, um, went to the stadium, and uh, signed book of his condolences so a typical kind of way yeah. to pay his respects and and i guess we forgot to mention the queen also visited uh manchester mm -hmm. there's some amazing um photos that the uh queen's is it buckingham palace that posts that has the instagram or is it kensington maybe kensington um, palace well i think that so there's there's not a buckingham palace there's handle. There's a royal, the British monarchy. Oh, the British, yeah. The the for the official Instagram of mm -hmm. the British monarchy posted these photos of you know Queen Elizabeth coming into the hospital rooms of some of the victims of the attack, mm -hmm. and the look on the faces of the the people was really 
you know, it's such a it's such a sad event. And, you know, I don't think we want to get too into it in this podcast, but just it is it's an interesting part of the royal duties mm-hmm. to always kind of be the face of the country in a way or mm-hmm. to, to have to show up to all of these different places. I mean, when William and Kate went on their trip to Paris, they signed a, they did some kind of memorial for, we might want to cut this out. Okay. Was it for like the Holocaust or something? No, I, I think it was for a terrorist attack. Okay. Maybe Let's... it was the terrorist attacks that happened. Yeah. Oh, was it was the ones year? in Marseille. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is what's depressing. If we haven't cut this out, let me tell you what's depressing. We can't remember Which what terrorist attack. attack the royals had to sign a condolence book for. Um, but I think it's always interesting to see them um, in their public appearances in the wake of these sorts of things. And mm-hmm. I think that they do, a, a, I think that at least this week, they did a very good job of you know, showing up and presenting a unified, or just presenting, I don't know, kind of, oof, this is a lot of dead air. <laughs> All right, well, the thing is, like, the fact that the queen, we, we were talking about before how the queen has been, you know, on the throne for more than 64 years, and, you know, the British government is going through a lot of, it's there's a lot of tumultuousness right. going on right now, and so it is kind of reassuring I would have to imagine to have this one figure who is there and who is kind of like to these young fans who were victims of the attack, kind of like their surrogate grandma of, mm-hmm. in some way That's showing true. up and being, and also being like one of the most famous people in the world showing up and, and saying like, you matter. Like I, you know, this is to right. just, I don't know. Can she doesn't have to do this. You. Like she could, you know, obviously she, has a very high sense of duty. Like <laughs> I agree. Yeah. And she doesn't have to do this. If and you neither t- does William, but they 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 understand their position and the, the the influence that they wield. I agree. If you had tried to get my grandmother to voluntarily enter a hospital when she was not ill and did not need treatment, she would have told you you were nuts. So I mean <laughs> just the fact that she's willing to do these things. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um moving to more, I guess, fun. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is so awkward. We might, again. So moving on, the other news is that we got a photograph of our favorite uh, transatlantic buddies, <laughs> Harry and Barry. <laughs> That's right. President Obama. Now, now former President Obama is taking advantage of the fact that he does not have to adhere to anyone's schedule. And he he hopped over and he um, met up with his friend, Prince Harry. And we got a photo of it, which is one of my favorite things I've ever seen. (laughs) Um, Mostly because I am positive that based on the look on Harry's face, that he... uh, President Obama has been teasing him mercilessly about Meghan Markle. And you can just tell from how their body language, or I don't know, I'm projecting. This yeah. is probably nonsense, but I'm, it but just we'd seemed, like to think. we'd like to think. 
because for uh for us who saw the kind of fun relationship that developed between Prince Harry and Michelle Obama when she was visiting uh last and was it last year or two yeah, years ago? Yeah, they visited last year. Yeah, last mm-hmm. year and the video that they made for the Invictus Games mm-hmm. where uh with Harry rounding in, <laughs> uh, rounding up Queen Elizabeth to um, drop the mic yeah. on the Obamas. I mean, you can tell that they are, you know, they genuinely like each other and they get along and that they, you know, they do support a lot of the same causes. Um, M- Michelle Obama was really into supporting the families of veterans and that was one of her main causes as First Lady and trying to make sure that the people who served our country got the kind of recognition and respect and and support that they needed when they returned home and same with their families. And so Prince Harry, obviously as a veteran himself Mm -hmm. has that. So I think that they're actually friends and I'm pretty sure he and Michelle text with each other. (laughs) And it's, I bet they do because you would have to think like he's dating an American, you know? Oh, for sure. They're probably like really proud of him. And they probably, I would think they have something to do with it. Uh, yeah. In a dream <laughs> world, in in this conspiracy that I have written in my head, it is that when Michelle met Harry, she talked to him and said, so any special lady in your life? And he said, no, no, you know, not right now. And she said, oh, so are you looking to settle down? And he kind of got embarrassed. And she goes, because I have a list. And she's like, <laughs> had a list of people. And I feel like Megan was definitely on that list. Because, I mean, in preparing for this podcast, I reread Megan's Wikipedia page. And she, on paper, seems like a pretty perfect person to be with Prince Harry. Based on her charitable work and just her intelligence and her kind of engagement with international issues Mm -hmm. so i can imagine that uh president obama was saying so how's how's your lady and then the photographer uh snapped the picture that's what we got to see (laughs) so that was fun yeah and then um just our last piece of um news is just about harry he hosted his own garden party um last week um, which was for um wounded veterans vets and active service members just kind of going along with his continued um, service of um, veterans and their families. so And yeah. their dogs. I don't know. I mean, this is a podcast. We cannot show you pictures because that's not how hearing works. But yeah. just Google it. There's him petting service dogs, which are it's enough to make your head explode. And that's all I have to say about that. Perfect. So, yeah, that's kind of our um, list of news. So, yeah, we, we hope to do this kind of segment every episode and hopefully have some some notes and also maybe a great name as we said before um but yeah before we get to our main topic of the day um i'm going to start with uh some some errors that i that i uh said in our last episode and now i'm going to correct them yeah and i probably also said them but i did not do any follow-up research so (laughs) you know we'll see Yes, so please pardon myself since I know these are the two things that I know from the last episode I had, and here I am to repent. 
Um, so the first thing that I talked about, and this wasn't more of an error, it was just a lack of knowledge, mm. um, was we were talking about what would Harry's, you know, new title be if he did get married. Right. And I didn't have that, but uh, many people um, speculate he could become the Duke of Sussex. Ooh. Yeah, which um, hasn't been held by anyone since 1843. Um, so, and they think that might be the name he'd get, because a lot of the the more prominent titles have been taken up by current living people. They have dibs. Right. Or they're more associated with somebody. Right. Exactly. He's definitely not going to be someone like the Duke of Windsor. Right. <laughs> you know, someone where they had to create a title. Right. I don't think um, anyone's going to probably want that no, one. No, that's kind of like how Richard III is the last Richard to right. ever have been king. Yeah. Well, that's been a pretty common name. I mean, I right. think there are a lot of things where it's like, yeah, let's not. Let's not do that yeah. anymore. Um, um, and the Duke of Windsor was um, King George the King Edward the Edward. Yes, the uh, the king who abdicated so that he could marry the American divorcee Wallace Simpson. So, Wallace Simpson, yes, which and led not, to American divorcee and Nazi sympathizer. Oh, yeah. yeah so. I've read a bunch of books about them. <laughs> they are pieces of work. Yes, that's all I'll say. Yeah, uh, and then the last. Uh, Error. I only noted two, but if you guys notice any errors, please let us know. Um, well, at the end of the episode, we'll give our, you know, our contact information. Um, the second one is we were talking about last week the Princess Diana special that was on CBS. And we were talking, uh, it was filmed part of it at Diana's ancestral home, Althorpe. And I was like, oh yeah, he's totally like the Duke of Althorpe or something. No, he's not. Um, and that's Diana's brother who currently lives in the home and um, uses it. You can now visit. You can even stay there. Can you? you? Pay, yeah, you can pay like an absurd amount of money. Um, Does anyone want to lend me an absurd amount of money? So yeah, I like nine go? grand. Yeah. Jeez, nine grand in pounds or? I think pounds probably. Oof. I was reading like a Daily Mail article, so. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Um, but yeah, so he is the Earl Spencer Viscount Althorpe. Okay. So, no. Ugh. I know that was going to really change things for people, but I had to make sure that I wasn't spreading misinformation. Well, I think. Our listeners, I hope, will bear with us because there's, there's a, a lot. There's a lot to remember. This is how long is the mo- I mean, 1066. Yeah. Until the present day, there's a lot of people involved in a right. lot. And there's of- even more before that, like right. all of the um, what's it called? Not Celtic. Um, Anglo. Yeah. Anglo-Saxons. Right. And the Jutes. Jutes. And the Romans. Yeah. And the yeah, it's crazy. But we the don't... Vikings who came down, my people. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I I know I said I did not do any specific research into the things that I got wrong, but I would like to sincerely apologize for my failure to see that at the Chelsea Flower Show, there was another royal personage present. And that person is Mary Berry. And there is video of Mary Berry chatting with Philip, having a grand old time, explaining vegetables to him and how she would cook them. And it was one of the best things I saw all week, just because anything Mary Berry does is amazing. And Mary Berry, as you know, is the now former host, or one of the former judges of the Great British Bake Off, or known here as the Great British Baking Show. And, you know, she is amazing. 
I have her autobiography. My husband got it for me for Christmas all the way from England. <laughs> and she's amazing. So that was really fun to see also. Okay. So, yeah. So it's kind of time for our first, our first in-depth for the yeah. day. Um, so uh, as you guys know, we kind of started this podcast because we um, are hopeful that uh, – Harry and Meghan Markle will be announcing an engagement soon, maybe a royal wedding. And so we are hoping for that and would like to speculate a little bit more about how did their love begin and who is Meghan and what kind of royal will she be? And so we went to an authoritative source. We did. Uh, We began our journey, at least I did, on Wikipedia, which you know is the greatest uh, source known to man for factual uh, information. There's never anything wrong on Wikipedia. Because, I mean, I've read her Wikipedia probably a million times, but, you know, you always have to keep going back to it. And it said the typical thing. It didn't really get into her past relationships. It mentioned that, or or anything about how she met Harry. It did mention that she was married in 2011 and then got divorced in 2013. So there's that. We know she's had... History of heartbreak. And, you know, we know she's trying to find her one true love. But again, she's kind of private now. She's taking a lot of her information off offline. Right. I know. She I closed down her... I didn't get a chance to go through the TIG. Me neither. Is it still online? No, it's pretty much if you go to the website, it's just a splash page. Uh, I mean, if I had a link to a page within the site, I don't know what that would do. Is it on Wayback Machine? Oh, maybe we'll know. look. Maybe we'll oh, investigate well, that yeah. at a later time. But she it talks. Her Wikipedia just talks about again how she is involved in a lot of uh, international charities like World Vision, World Vision Canada, the UN Entity for Gender Equality and the Empowerment of Women, and the and she was a UN Women's Advocate. And so she also has at Northwestern where she went to college. She not only majored in theater, but she majored in international affairs. So she is knows what she's talking about there. So we have this, you know, this pencil sketch of who Megan is. We don't know a lot about her as a romantic partner or what her outlook on life is. So what did we do, Caitlin? How did we try to get to the bottom of things? You know... It was very obvious when, I mean, from looking at her Wikipedia page and her IMDb page, you will notice that she has starred in two Hallmark original channel movies. Which are, again, the most factual sources Indeed. available. And I mean, just fine pieces of cinema. Right. Exactly. You you can't watch these. And I mean, it's pretty much, as you guys will see in a couple minutes when we explain more about the... the um, the plot lines. The, yeah, the plot lines of these movies. The themes. The themes. That, the symbolism. That these had great effect on her and her now life with Harry. Yes. And we can thank the Hallmark Channel for being so kind to put these on DVD so we may purchase them. Yeah. And watch them. And I will say I've only, I only watched one of the two. I watched the most recent a recently released film called The Dater's Handbook. Yep, that one came out like several months before she met Harry. Yeah. So that one I believe was very informative. And then from 2014, her first one was called When Sparks Fly. Um, When Sparks Fly is, yeah, 
a movie. So I'll, it, I will go over yeah, it. Yeah. Caitlin's <laughs> going to have to explain the plot of this to me. Yeah. I have no idea what it's about, but she told me it was a little scandalous for a yeah. Hallmark movie. So maybe, should we start with Jader's Handbook? I think so, because I think that after watching both of them, that one for sure has, I feel like it ties better into the arc her, of her romantic relationship. For sure, for yeah. sure. Well, I'll give you a little rundown of the plot of this. So Megan plays Cassandra. I don't know her last name, but she plays Cassandra, who is a woman in her late 20s, early 30s, I'm not Mm -hmm. sure, who lives in Denver. She owns her own business um, selling advertising, and she uh, likes to jog. And those are the three things you learn about her immediately. Um, the movie, and so pretty much, I, that wasn't a very good description of the movie. That's just who Cassandra is. So effectively, Cassandra has a history of picking the wrong man. She always is with a guy who just doesn't care about her needs. And so she decides she's going to read a book. And that book is The Dater's Handbook, which her sister gives her. And she, uh, Decides she's going to follow the rules, and pretty much what the rules say are, find a guy who's super boring. And so she is trying diligently to follow these rules, but at the same time, she's dating a guy who fits the bill of this book. She meets another guy at her her assistant's wedding, and he is definitely the Harry analog in this film. And so she has to choose, does she follow the textbook uh, that seems to have led to success for so many other people, or does she follow her heart and go for the roguish scamp? Yeah. Who just, I don't know, just shows up and has much is much more spontaneous. He seems and like a wild child. Comparatively, yeah. yes. A wild child for a Hallmark movie. Yeah. <laughs> In that, like, he's not an accountant. Right. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Um, what were your thoughts on the movie? General? I, you know, I've watched, and pre- before this, we had watched, we actually watched two Hallmark movies that night, and we watched one called, um, Unleashing Mr. Darcy, and that's about, yeah, you know, it's just, it's about a dog show and two people who, it's pretty much a dog show version of Pride and Prejudice, where which, the judges are, like, one's, you know, Elizabeth Benefit. Bennett, and then there's Mr. Darcy, and you know we all know how that and plays there's, out. There's Cavalier King Charles Spaniels, so yeah. it's an amazing movie. Anyways, it was based on a book, and the book was a lot more scandalous, and obviously Hallmark movies are not, so I, it wasn't that good. This movie, I was actually, I actually really liked it. Yeah, I thought it was a pleasant. Like I felt like she, I, I, she, I've watched her for. I watched the first three seasons of Suits, and I mean she's she's good in it, but I actually liked this more because she was very playful and fun and. Yeah, I liked her character. And she's kind of clueless. Yeah. Which was funny. I liked her character a lot in this. She definitely falls into a lot of the tropes that you see yes. in the Hallmark movies. Like, she, again, she's this beautiful, physically fit goddess who has a huge house that she owns and a successful business and a loving family. And the only thing that's missing is a good man. Yeah. And so, but... Oh, our zany protagonist. She just can't. She just has to figure it out. You know, she's got a wacky quirk that makes her different. In this case, she is allergic to honey. That's her. (laughs) That is her flaw, is that she's allergic to a a food item. And I mean, 
<laughs> really, that's what it is. And so, but she, I, I do think Megan did a fantastic job of making this character likable mm-hmm. because, I mean, again, you watch these kind of cheesy romance movies um, and they're all, they're all kind of similar, but she did really stand out and make her character not it, kind of more believable, yeah. not just like the insanely gorgeous person who is like clumsy and that's why she can't have a man you know and she doesn't even know it yeah it's definitely (laughs) not that she knows she's worth a lot and i liked that she she was um as soon as she realized which she does pretty early that she's not being treated well by the her boyfriend at the beginning of the movie she just straight up dumps him right and (laughs) in public and and her sister is a terrible source of advice because her sister keeps pushing her towards the dater's handbook book, which, you know, tells you to go for the boring guy. And she starts to ignore that, which yeah. is great because she should not date the boring people. She listens to her mom. So um, pretty much the the movie starts with her running in Denver. And so it's some beautiful scenery that it's clearly on a green screen, but also... You can tell they definitely shot this film somewhere in Canada. I think most of the actors besides Megan are, you know, native Canadians. You can hear it in their accents quite a bit. And you can also, I mean, it makes sense for when you're filming in Canada to to give your setting someplace that if it snows, it's not going to be like kill the magical realism of the film. Uh, So they set it in Denver. And so it starts with her running up on a beautiful mountain path with her dog. And what is her dog's name, Caitlin? It's Duke! Foreshadowing! (laughs) She has the perfect man and he's a Duke. And she even says that because when she's watching, when she gets home and getting ready for work, she watches a morning show. It's like Wake Up Denver or something. And they are talking about this book, The Dater's Handbook, and they have the author, Dr. Susie, who I think is supposed to be Dr. Laura Schlesinger, but like, I'm not (laughs) positive. I'm talking about it and she's explaining all the things that a man needs. And Cass says, Duke, you already are all those things. And then the dog is really cute and it's the best. And so, I mean, really what gets the ball rolling on her romance, like the, the romance that we want her to have is she goes into work and her, like I said, I don't know what this woman's job is, but her assistant, her like, VP? I don't know. I bet one of her associates. I mean, like, she hands her her coat like, and purse, like, when she walks oh, in, which is why yeah. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I mean, you know. Yeah, assistant. The, sure. oh, the only other time I've seen somebody actually hand their coat off when they come in the door is in, like, the Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> well, it's so, like, it's just like, the, it's just a made-for-TV, really any movie where they don't actually do how real life would probably be. Right. Which and is fine. I, yeah, and, like, this woman also, the reason I'm confused, and she's clearly not just an assistant, is she, like, has, sa- she makes sales. Like, she has right. accounts, so, I don't know. She's working her way up, you yes. know. Cass has given her a chance. She's not, like, she, pigeonholing her there, you know. Exactly. So, she, that that person is getting married. Or Dana. Her name's Dana, because I remember <laughs> what her last name is. She's getting married, and so she, uh, Cass, is going to attend her wedding. And so she, we, we meet Cass's sister and her sister's husband when they're in a restaurant, uh, I'm, I think the night before the wedding, or, or very close to it. And we also learn that her boyfriend, Peter, 
is a waiter or something at that restaurant. Right. And it's like a, a buffalo wild wings. Yeah. He of your bring, nightmares. This is how we learn she's allergic to honey because he decides he's he's so sorry he can't sit and chat with them because he has to work. Which, like, why are you apologizing? If you're at your job, like, okay. And so he says, I'm going to make it up to you. I brought you these buffalo wings and they've got this sauce. And he says it has honey. And she's like, oh, it has honey? I'm allergic to honey. And he's like, oh, you are? And then, so he's just quite cavalier about the things that might kill his girlfriend. And Cass is telling her sister about uh, going to this wedding. And she says, oh, so is Peter, it says something to Peter, like, oh, so you're going to? And he says, he goes, so, no, of course I'm not going to the wedding. And she goes, well, wait, why not? And he says, when you go to weddings, everyone always asks you, when are you getting married? All right. When I heard this quote, everyone, I was like, that is why Megan avoided Pippa's wedding. <laughs> yes, this is, again, the conspiracy, it, it exists. Because she's not going to show up because she doesn't want to be asked, when is she and Harry getting married? But anyway, eventually she, uh, she goes to this wedding and she's seated at a table with a bunch of kids and... One, Robert. What was your impression of Robert, Caitlin? I'm talking too yeah, much. Yeah. Um, so Robert is like, I would say he's kind of a tall, he's tall, dark, and handsome for sure. He's he's like a wider built guy. He's got kind of the floppy hair, mm-hmm. brunette. Um, if you've, he's like, I've seen him several places before. Um, I mean, not on in, TV. Yeah, on TV. <laughs> not in my not, dreams on the street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so you saw a picture of him, so obviously go look it up. Um, but he's very cute. He looks he looks like a lovable guy. Like you'd see him and you just know that like he wouldn't if you saw if it was just him and you on like a subway train, you know that he would not murder you. Yeah, he has kind eyes. Kind eyes. That's does good. not look like a serial killer. <laughs> These are all great things about him. Um the other thing that immediately strikes you is that he is fantastic with kids. Because as I said, they're both seated at the kids' table. And he immediately sits down and makes best friends with all of them. And again, that's that's the thing that completely reminded me of Prince Harry because he is always the person who's crouching down to give very enthusiastic high fives to kids. And it was like Megan. Megan got a glimpse of seeing that a guy who's good with kids is something that she really wants in her life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, planted that seed for her. And they end up dancing and getting along great. But, of course, then she, like, leaves the wedding before he can get her number. And, you know, we're not sure whether they're ever going to see each other again. Probably not. I mean, it's not a hallmark. Oh, wait, it is. (laughs) (laughs) But she, um, she, you know, talks to her mom and her sister. And her sister keeps telling her she's making bad choices and she needs to dump Peter and... She takes that advice. She decides when she's with Peter at the batting cages. Yes, that is a scene. Um, that she there's a literal fence between them and a metaphorical fence between them. So she dumps Peter, and um, decides she's going to you know take the bull by the horns and find the real man. And I would like to believe that that's because she met Robert. So from there, that's when she. What's the guy's name? His The other guy's name is George. Okay. Can you describe George for our listeners? Like, <laughs> George is just womp womp for G- sure. Like, 
George George is a solid six. George is an accountant, right? No, he's an insurance adjuster. <laughs> he's an insurance adjuster. And as I said, so Cass's business sells advertising yeah. and he shows up at her office because a hundred stress brawls and a hundred umbrellas have gone astray. Yeah, that had his company logo on that. Yeah, she does like a- promotional like yeah um, materials and stuff. So like when you want to get like your logo on a bunch of golf balls, like, like you, you call Cass. Yes, or or polo shirts. Right, all those things so that you give to your clients, and uh, he is extremely boring. Like I said, I mean he's he's not unattractive. He's just like a you know. He is milk toasty, in the words of my mom. It's he just seems like a real dull guy who has no real personality. But again, very nice. And while she is looking into the uh, the case of the missing umbrellas and stress balls, she opens her uh, coworker's desk and finds the book. And so she believes that the book is haunting her. And also, she starts to think, well, maybe this since this book worked for my friend. You know, it, she got married. She got married. And so maybe I should actually take this advice. So she decides she's going to do it. She uh, she decides, like I said, she'd already dumped Peter. And so her next move is to just find that guy. And wouldn't you know it, out jogging again with Duke, her buddy. And what is this? Duke finds a friend? Who is this friend? Oh my gosh, it's a dog that is belonging to Robert? What? The handsome man from the wedding? The handsome man from the wedding? Oh my god. And he has a dog, and he's just kind to it, and is real playful, and he also is athletic, like her. (gasps) Likes to run, and I don't know. Taking the scenery? Taking the scenery? (laughs) Yes. So that's how that goes, and so she decides she's going to go on a date with him. And... She, again, I don't know, how early is this in the morning? Because they always show her running, and, like, the sun is up, and then yeah. she's getting ready for work. So, like, is she getting up at, like... It's just movie magic, because there's no way it would be possible. Yeah, because she, like, clearly lives in a downtown she, right, area. Because like, there was snow, so, yeah. I mean, like, winter, you're not going to have as many daylight hours. No. So, I mean, it's just movie magic. Okay. Ugh. You yeah, know, the plot holes, it's, it's really hard. Caitlin, it's really hard for me to... <laughs> To take this movie seriously when there's just the plot holes of the the daylight. The daylight. Yeah. And conspiracy. But she goes to work that day and then what happens? She gets another run in with George and she's like, oh my gosh, are you here because of stress balls? Your ball's stressing you out? Like, what's happening? And he's like, no, I want to ask you out on a date. And she's like, ooh, um, Okay. Even though, also, I'm kind of like, really? You want to date your client? Like, that's not going to lose you right, business awkward. if it breaks up? I I don't know. Maybe there's there, there's not ethics rules uh, barring it. Like, in law, you cannot, like, date your client ever. Unless you're already married to the person before you, uh, before you start, like, representing them as a client. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like, mm, this isn't, doesn't seem right. I don't like this. So... Yeah, so she all of a sudden has these two guys, and she has to decide which one of them is the correct choice. How will she decide? I mean, 
I mean, one's the <laughs> insurance adjuster. What is the other guy? I don't even remember what Robert does. This is where uh, my detailed notes stop. Robert, and- what did Robert do? I don't even know if it... Oh, he did. So he remember how there was the Chinese New Year or like some sort of New oh Year? lantern thing? Yeah. yeah, it seems like he, maybe he's like an event promoter. <laughs> no, <laughs> you guys, I don't know. There's I literally st- a scene where he's putting up a poster. Oh yeah, but, he like works. Yeah, I don't but know they don't what he actually does. explain. But he knew like every. Was it a Chinese New Year? Yeah, I think it was Chinese New Year festival that he. Oh yeah, because I mean it was winter because they were talking about like the Super Bowl at some point, and so yeah. it must have been. <laughs> Like that time of year, yeah. and um, but it doesn't matter what he do, does. Yeah, he's he's so exciting. Yes, and so they they go on. He we see her go on a couple dates with both of them, with both George and Robert. With George, you know, she's going to art galleries and trying to BS her way through. And don't they go to like a nice restaurant? Yeah, so they go to an yeah. art gallery, and he's like being really pretentious and she's like yes this the 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 colors wow the realism mm-hmm. i really it make it moves me and he's like really and she's like no i have no idea what's happening and he's like but the, i mean to his credit he still is like he laughs at her jokes he's like yeah that's funny yeah i don't i don't blame you for not knowing everything then it shows them going to dinner and doesn't he order for her i think so yeah. yeah. And it's boring food. Like, it's nothing fun. And, you know, she's having... Again, it's one of those things where she's having, like, a really good... She's having a good time. Not a really good time. She's having a good time. She definitely has made an improvement over her last guy who just completely ignored her. But... Gave her poisonous wings and took her to the batting cage. Yes. Not even the fun <laughs> batting cage to, like... Where she the was batting, yeah, or like where she was also in a batting cage, like she was sitting on a bench watching him <laughs> hit baseballs, and that's the thing, because like, and I, I would if I was going to batting cage dates are fun sometimes, you know, but mm. like if you are also getting to hit the ball, and if also if you're into that, which she doesn't seem to be, and then her her date with Robert is that is their first date, the mini golf date, yes, and of course they are having a blast being very cliched and cheesily romantic and, you know, messing with each other's shots and betting on, you know, sinking a putt and all this stuff. And you can just see the chemistry leaping off. And now you can just imagine Megan and Prince Harry strolling along St. Andrew's uh, golf course because he, of course, can get it shut down whenever he wants. And uh, they're just, like, goofing off. Yeah. Hmm. That sounds nice. Yes. And again, the the other, George is fine. Robert, though, is clearly the man for her. There's uh, the passion there. There's the passion. There's the fun. There's everything. But because uh, so so eventually, what ends up happening is uh, they go to a dive bar. She and Robert <laughs> go to a dive bar, and they're talking about uh, that they're. It's apparently amazing food, and they just order stuff, and he is eating something, and she takes a bite of his food, and what does the food have on it? Honey. I know. (laughs) (laughs) It has honey, and she keels over in the restaurant, uh, ends up getting taken to the hospital and everything, and he, you know, goes with her and brings her home, and she's tired and stuff, and sleeping out 
on the couch and they kind of fell asleep on the couch together. And then he wakes up and he leaves her a post-it note on a lamp. He sticks a, he writes his, he goes, he doesn't, this, I did have a problem with this. Like his idea of like, uh, leaving that morning after is to, to like take a yellow post-it note, right? Um, I hope you feel better or something like exclamation point, smiley face and like Robert and like stick it on a lamp and then leave. Like she was in the hospital because of you kind of like, I don't, I don't know. Wake her up. Like write a text or send her a text or just like write something longer. That's like, I'm, I'm so sorry for what happened. Um, make sure, give me a call when I didn't want to wake you. Like give me a call when you're awake so I can make sure that you're okay. Like, all the, there are various, yeah. there are various choices, but I mean, what really happens is he sticks it to the lamp and then Duke comes over to say hi to his, his mom and his tail knocks the post-it note off the lamp. No. So she thinks that Robert has ghosted her and just <laughs> abandoned her after she passed out in a diner because of that damn honey allergy. It's just dramatic. So she, she tells her sister about it and her sister's outraged. Which I feel like us, any sis, sisters are just pre-programmed to be outraged at any um, perceived mistreatment of their sisters right. by but a it's man. It's also like, if you have a honey allergy, like, you have to be allergic to a lot of stuff. Well, or, or tell really people unsure. about it. Yeah. You like, have you should... a medical alert bracelet. Right. <laughs> yeah, she did not have one. She should have one. Um, you would think that she'd at least ask every time she goes out, like, what's in this? Does it have honey? Right. Or you, I would, if you were going on a date with somebody at a restaurant, you would say, by the way, I'm allergic to honey. I will go into anaphylactic shock. Do you have an EpiPen? Do you know how to use an EpiPen? Are you okay accompanying me to the hospital? (laughs) Um, uh, lots of different choices. Um, but yeah, so, (laughs) so she decides she's going to focus her energies on George and, I don't know. Eventually, yeah, eventually they end up getting thrown back together, her and Robert. I think she goes, so she's, like, kind of just, like, I don't know, George is also kind of meh. And yeah. then I think they meet, she does go to the the Chinese New Year event. Oh, you I think that's where she meets yeah. Robert again, or at least, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think it's how, again... <laughs> Oof, this was a compelling I mean, film that we totally remember <laughs> everything that happened. And pretty much what ends up happening is she says to George, you're super nice. I don't think it's there between us. And I think you know that. Oh, uh, what it is, is she sees Dr. Susie on the show again. Okay, I remember oh, now. Yeah. She sees Dr. Yeah. Susie back on Wake Up Denver. The, the writer of the, the Dater's Handbook book. Mm-hmm. The woman whose advice she has been diligently following the whole thing. The woman whose book pretty much told her to dump Robert because he's never going to be dependable. He's going to walk out of her apartment and he will not leave post-it notes. He will not properly leave notes afterwards. And he's going to take her to places where she's going to get anaphylaxis. And so she, um, she dumps him and then she's, uh, watching TV. And all of a sudden there's Dr. Susie back on, except this time she's got a different book to remote. And it is a book about, Getting your, getting back in the swing of things after your divorce. Because Dr. Susie divorced her boring husband. Or maybe he divorced her. It's unclear. And, uh, yeah. So she sees, uh uh-oh, uh-oh, this advice does not work. 
It is not a guaranteed way to trap a man into <laughs> marrying you slash loving you. So she takes a good hard look at her relationship with George and decides, mm, I think we're friends slash client like relation. Like, I think we should be friends and you be my client and that's it. And George, again, he, I, again, I really liked how they just portrayed him. He was a nice person and he wasn't right. a jerk about it. Right. He, he wasn't like the, the typical, like they need to make like a villain. So you, you could just lead, like be like, okay, you may go all off into the sunset with the right person for you. Yeah. Like he never does anything that is overtly like a red flag or mm-hmm. mean or anything. It just shows like, yeah, they're not particularly compatible for a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. And when he, when she tells him like, you know, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. He's like, yeah, okay. I understand. Like it's important to feel it. And I agree. Let's move on with our lives. And so good for George, I guess. I hope he finds, maybe he finds uh, an accountant who he can fall in love with and they can just make math jokes together, insurance jokes, all these things. Perfect. I know. So Cass figures out where Robert is going to be because again, he's, he's whatever his job is, it involves this festival um, for Chinese New Year where they're going to release um, lanterns into the sky at night. And so she goes to the event and she sees him there and, um, she makes her declaration, doesn't she, or does she not? I can't remember. Um, I can't remember. <laughs> I just remember. I just remember like they're like letting the lantern go, yeah. and she like runs into him or something. Is yeah. that how it works? Yeah, I think they're all getting their lanterns ready, and like they they're, they're big lanterns. They're not like the I've seen some people where it's like a one person job, but then there's you know bigger ones where so they are both picking them up to light them and she realized oh i'm holding the same lantern as robert and she apologizes to him and says like you know this is the this is what's been happening i've been such an idiot i've been such an idiot i've been reading a book i've been listening to a book and not to my heart (laughs) and he he says okay let's do it and so then they make out yeah that's one thing I did appreciate about this movie what, compared to other Hallmark movies. Like, my mom always complains that <laughs> they don't kiss until, like, the last minute. The kissing, yeah. every, the kissing happened actually frequently. Like, yeah. Not by, like, full-on Mackin, but, like... Smooth, like, yeah. yeah like, a tradu- something like you a would cute s- kiss. Well, the type of kiss you'd see, like, when an adult woman is dating, going, has been on a date with somebody. Mm-hmm. Where it's, again, yeah, it's not, like, eating each other's faces. Like you know, teenagers or some other things that, you know, that happens. But, like, she does, she is kissing these people to see whether they have any chemistry. And, you know, yeah, because usually they are kind of like, um, you know, if you ever watch any Jane Austen movie, like any BBC adaptation of Jane Austen, and I know that back in the day they probably weren't making out a whole lot, but you had to wait the whole five-hour miniseries before Elizabeth kissed Mr. Darcy, and then it's not even it's, that good. No, it was terrible. Ugh. They're in a carriage, and her sister is there, and it's like, no, we just want to see... I don't know. Again, I don't need to see everything, but I want right. to know that you guys are actually into each other. For sure. Like, there are other... Um, there are other, more, I guess, more recent, like, adaptations... Where they do kiss as soon as they declare their love. Yeah. Like the most recent Emma one, which I love. Like they do make out 
pretty decently, but like, okay. But, um, but it's important. It is. And we want to believe it. Right. Yeah. Cause a normal person, I mean, and I, okay. I won't say necessarily normal, but I'll say like the average person is going to kiss their significant other, you know, a, a pretty frequently, especially when you're af- after the first date, these are not Duggars. These are not similar people who are, you know, restricting their contact with their opposite gender to, to like firm handshakes and side hugs. That's not what's happening. And so again, just show like, it's kind of, it's just kind of is unrealistic when they're like, Ooh, this is all leading up to this big kiss. And it's like, no, they've been on like three dates. You're telling me they haven't kissed yet. They're in their late twenties. Like what, what's happening? Yeah. So we appreciated the, um, more realistic, or at least, at least kissing before the, like the last minute of the movie. My mom would like this movie. I will probably lend her a copy. Yeah, I would love to watch this movie again with your mom, especially mm-hmm. since I clearly don't remember what happened at the end. <laughs> uh, but you touched on the the main points that it, it it that there are some similarities in. Yeah, in the relationship arc between Megan and Harry, right. and again, you're listening us to us describe a movie which you could easily watch. But uh, I'm, we're not going to bring it around and connect it to the meaning of our podcast, which is how the, the we're going to highlight the parallels, which, you know, Megan, she had a she had a guy in her past who was not the right guy for her. I don't know whether she filed for divorce at a batting cage. It's a possibility. Um, but she decided she was going to find the right guy and who is the good spontaneous good with kids guy who's going to be a duke someday that she has in her life it is prince harry and yeah. yay Woo-hoo. so we hope yes. in other words we hope this is a lightly fictionalized uh version of their love story indeed mm-hmm. indeed so yeah and i'm just gonna quickly touch on the second movie was called When Sparks Fly, which she filmed in 2014. And in this movie, her name is Amy. Mm. And she lives in um, Lakeside, Washington. Her parents run a fireworks company. And she decides to leave Lakeside, Washington to move to Chicago to work for the big paper. And as she te- as she's about to tell her longtime boyfriend this, he's about to get down on one knee and propose. Oh, no! But he does not because she's like... I have to take this opportunity to become a journalist and live, you know, big city life. So it's Chicago. Come on. Right. You can, it's not that big yeah. of a deal. So, yeah. So she moves to Chicago and then, you know, it's seven years later, which was super funny. Oh, yeah. Because it's supposed to be like her, like, right after she graduates, even though, like, she's probably, like, 30, 32 in this movie. Yeah. And then, um, so anyway, she is struggling with her job at the paper. So they're like, you should go back to your hometown and write a, a, a story. And so, what? Why is Chicago interested in Washington? They wanted to do something about small towns. And, yeah, there's so many fireworks. small towns in Illinois. Well, maybe, yeah. I don't know. Are fireworks legal in Illinois? Maybe they... I don't know. I know they're legal in Washington. Yeah. My uncle lives in Washington. We buy a lot of fireworks yeah. there and have a lot That's of fun. probably why they did it. Because at first, yeah. like, because everyone keeps being like, where are you from? When they're, like, talking to her in Chicago, they're like, are you from Wisconsin? She's like, no, I'm from Washington. And What? Right, because they're, like, they're, they're just trying to show <laughs> how insignificant where she lives is. It's just, you know, flyover country, which it's like, no, no, she lives in Washington. That's not flyover. But, um, 
Anyway, so she goes back to her town, her hometown. She hadn't seen um, Hank, who's her 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 love her, from seven years ago. Her old boyfriend's name is Hank. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yep. Um, and she finds out her best friend is actually engaged to Hank. No. And they're getting married. Scandaliso over the Fourth of July. No. So um. So anyways, that's you know she's obviously like totally cool with it because she's currently dating a man named Phil. And Phil's a worldly guy. Who are these people coming up with these names? I mean, Phil. I mean, Hank and Phil. Like, what are these men? Are these like fifty-year-old men? Yeah. Like, those are the only people I know who are named Hank and Phil. Are like men in their fifties. Yeah. And Phil's a man of the world. I mean, he goes to Abu Dhabi and he orders in French at the French restaurant, and she's like not into oh, that. That's what George did at he the did, restaurant too, in, in Dare's Handbook, <laughs> where like he just starts talking in French, and she's like. What? Like, yeah. <laughs> and he ordered her food, and she, and I kind of was like, girl, you're allergic to honey. He can't be t- ordering in a different language, and you don't know what you're going to get. But anyway, right. sorry, back to this one. Yeah. I know. Um. So, anyway, so her friend is like, oh, you're totally cool with it? Well, I need you to be my wedding planner, so. What? Yeah. She's a journalist. Right, and she's like, I am trying to write a story about the small town, about my parents' firework company, to try to get my career back on track. Well, anyways, you know how this goes. She's the wedding planner, so she's obviously spending a lot of time with Hank. So is connecting. It, is it literally the movie The Wedding Planner? It's totally, it kind of, yeah, it pretty much is. And so, yeah, so they, like, she's like, okay, well, we have to plan the, um, the groom's dinner. And so they end up going to, like, she, Megan's character Amy and Hank go without the best friend, who's the bride, to, like, their favorite date night spot when they were dating Mm -mm. and like everyone's like you guys are back together Mm -mm. and they're like nope 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 anyway Mm -mm. so totally like in love and they're starting to rekindle and but damn it phil is phil is in town phil he doesn't even know the name of the town (laughs) okay but at the same time there's a little bit of a difference between going back home seeing your old flame who is engaged to another woman and realizing you still have feelings for him and hanging out with him. It is a completely different story if he, the woman he is engaged to is your best friend. Because that is definitely against girl code. You do not try to, like, no. Right. That you is just... the thing. If that's what's happening, if you if you have, you passed on that opportunity, it's she's the one who has dibs at this moment. I know that the heart is crazy, but, like, you can't at least, you can't, you can't go to your old favorite date spots. Like, right. at least I can see again, I think there, this happens in books and movies all the time where they're like, oh, we shouldn't. But like in real life, if I was feeling romantic feelings for someone who was my friend's fiance, I would not go to romantic places with them. I would be like, bye. We're not talking to each other again right. until like we're, until I'm over my crush or like whatever it is. Like, uh-uh. Right. No. Um, so yeah, so anyways, they start rekindling, you know, sparks are flying as the movie suggests, not just because her parents own a fireworks factory. <laughs> and they're getting married <laughs> on the 4th of July. Yeah. Which also leads to, she has the ugliest wedding dress. I'll show you a Ugh. picture. The wedding dress is literally white, but then it has a cutout that's the American plague. Wait, it's, it cut, like it's cut out, like it's bare skin underneath? Oh, no, oh. no, no. But it's got like a cutout, like other Oh, insert. like it's, oh, okay, so it's yeah. like, there's a, like a 
pickup and you yeah. see the American yeah. flag under it. Yeah. It's like it's, a, or like a, sl- I don't know, like an overlay. Yeah. So super cheesy. Oh God. Really bad. Anyways. That does not comport with the way that you're supposed to turn an right. American flag based on like whatever the code yeah. is. Oh. So that's the, the main love conflict. But the side conflict that eventually leads to the conclusion of the movie is that her parents' business is struggling mm-hmm. and the city usually pays the, the family to put on an amazing fireworks show. And the city had a leak of, of the sewers or something, and so they don't have the money to give mm. to the firework people. Mm-hmm. I mean, how dare they right. prioritize sewage <laughs> right, <laughs> over their I mean, fireworks festival? I mean, I get it, but, like, you know, city like cities can borrow money unless this right. is, like, a city that... Maybe it's a... Would it matter if it was, like, a village or a Well, a but still, like, they have to... I mean... Cities don't just, like, have all of the money. Like, they don't just have, like, it's not like your taxes go into a bank account and then they spend the money out of the bank account. That's, like, not how this yeah. works. It's, and, like, I don't know. You get funding for that stuff from, like, the state and the county. And right. I don't know. Okay, yeah. I'm getting too into but the weeds. The, I know. Uh, but that's okay. And so, well, thankfully, Hank is an attorney. See? So- See? Again, this is exactly it. An attorney... <laughs> Knows yeah. that the city should be able right. to afford both. Right. And so Hank and Amy, Megan's character, team up to go, okay, well, obviously the city's being dumb and they should pay you for your fireworks. But also, let's work together to make, like, get to find businesses that will sponsor and pay for everything. So yeah. they, they work together to make a better outcome. And I felt like this is where I kind of pulled the biggest connection to Megan's hopefully future life mm-hmm. is that I feel, you know, not only... Did she, while she was in her her hometown, did she realize that I don't really want the life I have right now. Like, I want Mm -hmm. to do something bigger and better and something more meaningful, which is, you know, that's the direction she was, she's been moving in. I mean, she's been an actress, but she's, she's taken on more um, humanitarian roles and all of that, which, you know, she was doing before she met Harry. And that shows that, you know, she was looking for something more in her life and wanted to use her image for positive, which is the purpose of royalty. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, she, it has to be something that you're okay with giving up your other career. So mm-hmm. in this, based on what you're, you've told me about yeah. this movie is that she followed her dream. She did her quote unquote dream job Yeah, and she pursued it. And then she realized, you know what, my dream job, I'm, I'm willing to give up this dream job because it actually isn't my in the scheme of things, I would rather be with this person and I'm still happy doing the, I still feel fulfilled doing the other work. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I think Megan does get a lot out of uh, her work with, you know, international organizations. Obviously I, like I said, I didn't know she um, studied international affairs in college. And so that really does show like, she's always been interested in this path. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not just like she's, I mean, a lot of people who are famous or actresses or actors will, you know, take on charity work, which is great. But this shows that this is something that she had in her mind from the very beginning of her career. And so it's something that she has studied and right. wants to do. Yeah, because I think, you know, there's the the headlines that always say, like, you know, is she really in it for the right reasons? And yeah. I think this will dispel a lot of that. You can't you can't argue that she was doing all these things for several years before just so she could meet 
Prince Harry when she when the Invictus Games were in Toronto or something. Right, like that, exactly. You know? Like that's. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, if I know, <laughs> I guess you can say like, yeah, she, she prop like. Say she had started charity work, like, three months before they met. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. You can say, mm, she found out he was coming, and so she decided to make this, this like, do all this good so that he'd mm-hmm. notice her. Like, one, there's no guarantee that he's going to notice her. And two, he right. can see through a lot. Like, he, this is Prince Harry. He has had women throwing themselves at him and probably trying to, you know, use his fame for their own benefit in various ways since he was a teenager. And so... He he probably is pretty good at picking out somebody who's in it for the quote unquote right reasons. Right. So I think that it was pretty clear to him that she was somebody who actually cared deeply about the work right. she was doing. <laughs> and also she is pretty cute. So he was into her. Right. And Michelle had set them up. Exactly. Probably. You're right. Probably. For sure. um. But anyways, the way this movie ends is, obviously, they discover that they still, after all these years, they still have feelings. The best friend finds out, and at the rehearsal dinner, it just, the wedding is off. And the friend is like, I don't know if I can forgive you. And I was like, is this movie about to end? Like, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, I was like, is the kiss going to happen at the end of the movie? Well, like, yeah. Also, like, yeah, you're right. I don't know if I can forgive you. That's a pretty big betrayal of friendship. Like, (laughs) what the heck? Right. And so they, yeah, so they call off the wedding and then they they manage to make enough money for the fireworks display. So they still have their amazing, you know, Fourth of July festival, (sighs) the town. And that's when the end of the movie happens. They, Amy and Hank confess their love for each other and make out while the um, fireworks are going off on a green screen. But, like, we don't, the best friend doesn't get any, like, resolution? Oh, yes, she does. Oh, she does? Okay. So, yeah, Phil, who's her boyfriend, he keeps commenting. So, since she's having this tacky 4th of July wedding, which is Mm -hmm. all red, white, and blue, I mean, the wedding dress I was telling you about with, like, the stupid flag insert, he keeps commenting how much he loves it. And So, as soon as I, he started saying all this stuff, he's like, God, the coral dress you're wearing right now, girl, it is so nice. Um... So, yeah, they, they, (laughs) she's like sitting alone with like a weird hat watching the fireworks all alone, kind of sad and like scrubby clothes. And he walks by in like one of the Uncle Sam hats, Phil does, and he's like, you have a really nice hat. And then you just kind of know that they're probably going to end up together. So, yikes. I don't, mm, mm mm-mm. Yeah. So, and I think, yeah, the other, the only last parallel I had for this movie, there wasn't a lot. It was, it was pretty typical. Yeah, kind of movie um, was just that finding that partner who will also fight with you and be that person to, um, yeah, fight with you, work with you on things you're both passionate about, and they they have things in common. Mm-hmm. You know, have the literal fireworks, right? And go they off. have literal sparks. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, I, I bet the I think both of these movies probably dramatically changed her outlook on life. <laughs> yes, that's definitely it. She was. Um, you know, informed of what she needed to look for in a partner. And yeah, I mean, the one, the one last aside that's kind of interesting and worth mentioning is that you were saying that in that, in the movie you just talked about, both of her parents are white. Right. In the movie, a dater's handbook, we only meet her mom and her mom is white and her sister is clearly white. And I just, again, I don't, I can't speak for her and her identity of any kind, but I'm based on quotes I've read. She's 
pretty proud of her biracial identity. And I just want to say, what the hell, Hallmark Channel? Like, you can't, like, what what is wrong with you? Right. Like, that's just so weird. It's so, it's distracting. I mean... Right, and then in, in in the When Sparks Fly, actually several people were black. Yeah. Like several cast members. And so I was just kind of like, like, her parents, especially in When Sparks Fly, she clearly wasn't... Why can't you cast, a like, one of the parents being a person of color? Like, it's not that hard. Right. I mean, it's not like this is based off, again, and hell, I mean, we saw from Hamilton, you don't even have to cast people of the same race yeah. to play the, play the historical figures. Like, it's not... It's, so I'm going to say, you don't, you're not casting somebody who's like a real life person. This isn't a biopic. Yeah. So you don't, you know, throw, throw your viewers a, a little bit of a bone and like, because I don't know, it was just kind of distracting and it kind of just made me feel a little uncomfortable. Like they were trying to, I don't know, like pretend she was something that she wasn't. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Again, I can't really speak for her and her f- thoughts and feelings about that, but right. it just seemed a little bit odd when it could have been so easily remedied. But right. I can, you know. At least on Suits, her dad is black. Right. So. Well, that's and all... that's been her, her main role, so at least in that yeah. well, sense, her it's... most prominent role is there are she's a lot properly, of... there even are... though her mom is black and in real life and yeah. her dad is... Yeah, there's so many biracial people out there or multiracial people out there. Like, it's not... This isn't... Something that should be crazy, hard to realize, and, like, when you have an actress who you want to play, and who's your main character, literally, I mean, it's not that hard to just, like, make it a little bit more realistic and not have that weird distraction, which is, like, wait, what? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, in Deanna's Handbook, we never met her dad, so we were, like, oh, maybe, you know, there's a... And I feel like that was almost intentional also. Yeah. Like, well, also they didn't want to pay another actor. Like, let's be real. <laughs> I mean, so screen for mountains when they were in Canada. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's some flat parts of Canada. Like, would it be if she, if they filmed in Toronto, are there mountains there? I have no idea. Um, I've never I been to Toronto. Know. The only part of Canada I've been to is Winnipeg, which if anyone's been to Winnipeg, they know that it is, it's pretty, it's pretty flat and it's pretty, um, boring it's like only go there for hockey tournaments and to eat the delicious canadian chocolate yeah that's that i love that part of it Mm -hmm. but yeah so i don't know i think this was edifying for me i now i know what megan's voice sounds like which is that's helpful yeah because like even with kate you you don't she doesn't speak that often no she doesn't do speeches and you certainly don't see her really all that animated yeah. And granted, it's acting, but it's also like, you know. It's close-ups. It's seeing her react to things. I mean, she's clearly tapping into real things that have happened to her, um, just because that's what you kind of have to do. But I think, like, with Kate, like, I had not, I don't think I'd heard her voice before her wedding vows. And so it's kind of nice to just at least, now when I think of Megan talking to Harry, I can kind of picture what she sounds like. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be... A huge surprise because there are some people out there who you picture what they sound like in your head and then you hear them talk and you're like wait what who like they're like <laughs> bloggers who I've read for years and then I see them in an interview and I'm like whoa that is a completely different voice from what I pick what I heard when I read your stuff so it's interesting yeah I think that 
wraps up our show. I think so. Yeah, we just did, you know, a detailed analysis of some Hallmark movies. So. Yeah, that I'm sure everyone is glued to their headsets. Yeah, I, you know, I would su- I would suggest watching the Dater's Handbook if you do want a really fun way to watch and see Megan in action, and you don't want to commit to watching, you know, season after season of Suits, which I, you know, the first couple seasons were fun, but um, I don't think I liked it as much as other people do but it's still on there so obviously some people still do yeah and I think I mean again if you see either of these movies on show up on Hallmark like playing on TV definitely it's a way to spend a Sunday afternoon definitely um I don't know I wonder if they're I feel like you know like the royal family will like buy up all the the rights to stuff i I wonder if they'll like buy up the rights so that they won't air the stuff I, you in know, the future. I don't know, because, like, even um, this, you know, once he put out, like, Harry put out that release just saying, like, please stop harassing my girlfriend, like, mm-hmm. they, you know, they didn't really, I mean, she closed down the tag, which made sense, because I think she, you know, that's one way people could scrutinize her, um, but I think, but she also wrote a piece for Time about women's periods. Oh, like, yeah, that was stuff, really like, cool. Right, and that's, you know. Obviously, it's a, it's a taboo subject, and it's something of merit and worth publishing, and something you know she should be. She's using her image to promote a, yeah. a good idea, which was pretty much that children, girls who you know um, are menstruating or can't go to school, right? In, in a like lot Africa of and a lot other of, other parts of the world where they don't have access to education and to the material. Tampons, yeah, tampons <laughs> or pads or anything sanitary products, women, right. feminine hygiene products, as they yes. are called in the store aisles. I mean, a napkin. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh no. Um, so yeah, like that was I. That was really cool, and that ties in exactly with her work for UN Women's Initiatives and everything. So that made a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I think that. This would, but yeah, oh, okay, sorry. Finding my place. I think that The Dater's Handbook is definitely worth watching. Um, you purchased it on DVD. I did. It was $9, and it was actually recently released on DVD, which mm. I would I would consider that they did that on purpose. Oh, Hallmark definitely did. Oh, for sure. They yeah. were like, people, like, she's of interest. People, like, she was one of the most searched people last in 2016 on Google. Yeah. Because people, like... She, re- you know, she is, like, once you see her, you're like, oh, I've seen her before, but you just don't know where unless you watch Suits. Right. Or you've seen both of these movies, Hallmark movies, and they're, they're your favorite. Also, she was apparently in that one movie the that Robert Pattinson was in, that, the the movie Remember Me or something like that. Oh, okay. Do you, did you see that movie? I didn't. Okay, spoiler alert. Just, I mean, this came out a long time ago, but this movie is insane. I haven't seen it, but I, I'm a person who I, I'm not going to spend money on every movie that I want to know what happens in the movie. So I go to like the internet and read the plot summaries of movies, especially when I know I'm not going to see them in theaters. Mm -hmm. And this one, it got these, the reviews were like, this movie's insane because of the twist at the end. And it's this big movie where, like, Robert Pattinson in his Twilight heyday is, like, I don't know, cheesy teen romancing with this other, this, like, young woman in New York City. And they're, like, going through their romantic ups and downs. And they get, I think they get in a fight at the end. And then he's like, I'm mad at you. I'm going to go to my dad's office. And his dad's office is in the World Trade Center and it's 9-11. 
Like, that's the end of the movie. Mm. What? That's so sad. I know. It's insane. And it came out, like, within a decade of the of that happening, I think. Mm-hmm. And it was like, wait, what? And so when I saw she was in that movie, I was like, oh, God, who did she play? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do any real research. And I'm yeah. not going to watch that movie. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, that's like when I cry it. Oh, God, yeah. Like, it's just so... But it's... And it's kind of... It's one of those twists that's so out of left field because you're just watching... Okay, when you're watching Titanic, you know from the very beginning (laughs) what's going to happen. Jack and Rose are on a boat. It's amazing when you put that tape one of the VHS two tape set in, you know that that boat's going down because that's what happened. And you know that there's that, I mean, there's a chance you don't, if you've never seen it before, you're like, oh, maybe they both survive. Like, uh, you know, maybe they made it onto a lifeboat and this is just going to be dramatic, but you know, maybe they'll both fit on that door and it'll be great. But yeah, oh God, that, that again, you can see it coming. Like, you're like, okay, people are going to die in this movie. It's the Titanic. This other movie is like. Jeez, what are you doing? Why are you manipulating your audience? Like, it's so random. It's like, ugh. It just, like, reminds me of, like, a, some kind of creative writing, a, a short story some, like, high schooler would write in, like, creative writing and be like, yeah, I really threw in the twist at the end. Like, it's just like, <laughs> no, God, no. That's so, just that's just like. painful memory. Well, yeah, it's like you're, you're exploiting the tragedy for, like, you're taking something that's tragic in its own and like shifting your narrative onto it. And it's like, Kite, like, come on. Like, anyway, this has been talk about awful movies time with Jenna. Um, okay. But yeah. So of the Meghan Markle oeuvre, I would say Dater's Handbook. For sure. For, for sure. sure. Uh, Sparks Fly was okay. I mean, yeah. it was just a little weird. And is that one, is that one on YouTube? Uh, yes, I watched it on YouTube. Okay, so um, there you, you go. You may go to Amazon and also purchase it, but yeah. I watched it. I started watching it a couple days ago, but I fell asleep. <laughs> and yeah. I finished it today. I mean, these are Hallmark movies, <laughs> yeah. so. Yeah. So there you guys go. So that wraps us up. We will not talk anymore about the random movies that we've we've seen or haven't seen. Um as always, if you want to get in touch with us, if we said something that was just so wrong about the royal family or history, um, or you want to suggest a topic for us to talk about, or if you just want to, you know, get in touch with us and say nice things, uh, we are available. We have a Facebook page and a Twitter account, which is at Americrown Dream. Oh, oh wait, oh wait, oh wait. Okay, I'm wrong. So, if you want to get in touch with us, we have a Gmail account, which is americrowndreams at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page and an Instagram, which will be at americrowndreams. We have a Twitter page, which is at americrown dream singular and so you can reach us at any of those uh outlets and let us know your thoughts yeah we'd love to hear from you guys because you know otherwise it's just us which i mean you're good company yeah but we'd like to know that we're recording this (laughs) so our grandchildren can one day go what weirdos (laughs) you know they were really they they cared way too much about this <laughs> this weird 
archaic institution across the pond. Anyway. By the end, though, after they listen to, you know, all the episodes, they'll they, have they some... will feel mm-hmm. the same feelings that we feel. Yeah. Well, I mean, when they're, I don't know, Prince George will be possibly king. True. Yeah, oh we gosh. don't we don't know where the future will Mm-mm. take us since yeah, that's the future. But we can enjoy the ride mm-hmm. for now and enjoy looking at pictures of all of the royals and their pretty clothes. And I just realized we forgot to do Lupo Watch. Lupo Watch. All right, just quick before we leave, Lupo Watch. Where's Lupo? Where's Lupo? Um, Lupo is, well, you guys spot him. He was in uh, the GQ spread that they did. He was running around like a, kind of like, yeah, pretty much crazy, which. Like a dog. Yeah. Yay. He was high speed. He was. And I'm pretty sure he was just like, this is my good angle. Make sure you, you. Shoot me from this side. Like, I feel like the picture was like George was probably throwing something to him because you can't like. Yeah. Because I feel like George was like kind of facing forwards running. So he was like running after like things. Or maybe Kate wasn't there at the beginning of the photo shoot. Like mm-hmm. she was like, no, you guys go ahead. And then she took her luxurious bath or got her hair done or whatever, mm-hmm. her hair and makeup. And then she came out to meet them. And then Lupo was like, mom. And like ran because he's clearly an adorable dog. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so much Lupo in such a short time. So I'm very happy. Yes. He's freaking cute. All right. So see you guys next week for more Lupo news, hopefully. Yes. Only about Lupo. Yes. All All right. Bye. Bye.